spit on it. Probably. <laughs> spit on it. <laughs> we just got back from lunch, and I ordered the largest pancakes known to man. Literal mm. pan size. Yeah. I feel they like crazy. they shouldn't have had three pancakes on the menu. And no. I feel like I was lied to because they were $8 for three pancakes. And that includes chocolate chips in them. Dang, that's yeah, a deal. Yeah, yours was cheaper than what mine was. And I got bacon. And they come out and it's a massive amount of pancakes. I mean, I could even put syrup on it. You know what? I guess God does sometimes give with both hands. <laughs> but how embarrassing was that when the waitress comes out with that huge plate of pancakes <laughs> and just sets it in front of me? Enjoy. Like... Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's like a platter of pancakes. Except it should have been on a bigger plate. That yeah, was a, I mean. They were plate-sized pancakes and just took up the whole thing. You're putting syrup on them. Like, you know what we needed? You remember those trays that our grandma always had? Oh, yeah. Like the dinner trays, I guess. That's what you needed. It's huge. It's little, uh, it may I be, miss those. I put all of it, all of it in the to-go thing except for maybe about two bites. Something happened. How nice of you, Kim. A little mouse what, got into them. Yeah, I don't know what happened to oh, it. But. Oh, how nice and lovely, Kim. I'm adding oh, that lovely. to my list. I want a dinner tray. I forgot all about those. Yeah, <laughs> my grandma used to have them. Those little, the blue ones. Yeah, you just carry them wherever you want. Because yeah. they're not the ones that you have to like set up. and Yeah, not the you know, little table up, ones. Yeah, you don't have to set at the edge of your seat. You just set them on your lap. Yeah. How convenient. Yeah. Now I have my tea. Do you remember what the name of this was? Oh, you have tea blue for rags. us, Kim? I have tea. No. You don't have any tea for us? Mm-mm. God, do I? I? I don't remember no. the name. Sapphire. It was yeah. Sapphire. Yeah, so I'm super excited. My tea is called... Is this one my Betty White? What? Yeah. Hot damn. Mm-hmm. I got a peachy. Holy it's smoke. like peachy pineapple pina colada. Mm. It's really good. This one's but really good. good. Is that sour, Kim? It's very sour. <laughs> Hot damn that. That's why I said hot damn. Our grandma, whenever we were really sick, she used to want to give us, was that called a hot toddy? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. She'd put peach liquor in it, mm. too. That's probably why I don't remember being sick very often. <laughs> <laughs> she had all types of, I remember I had a planter wart on my thumb, and I had it for like over a year. It was getting gross and what, and I tried everything to get rid of it that freezing over-the-counter stuff. Oh, yeah. And she finally got rid of it. It took about a week, but she, it was so gross, cut off a chunk of bacon and put turpentine on it, which if you've never smelled turpentine, does not smell very good. Then you put it on overnight, wrap it in duct tape. Oh, that is disgusting. Yeah, it was. But it worked. Like a week later, the planter wart just kind of started coming up to the top and I remember having, I think they called it a seed wart. Yeah. On the side of my mouth. They say those, if you pick them, the seeds will. Yeah. Do you remember? To go away. Do you remember growing up at our grandma's house? And anytime we had a scab or something, there was always this type of. Yes, was the iodine? You love What happened to iodine? You love. I remember. They still have iodine. Do they have iodine? I think so. I have never. Is that what they put on poison ivy? I have calamine. no idea. Oh, calamine. calamine. Hey, I was close. Yeah, this stuff was like this off-color. Yeah, like know. a rust. It looked like rusty water, like just a rusty. Yeah, and I don't know what it was about being a it kid. It just <laughs> made, made it, I don't know if it was just like a mind over matter thing, but it just the idea of it made it feel better. Yeah. Anytime I had a scab or 
anything. Well, we had to hide the rubbing alcohol from you too, because you'd sit there and like, oh, I got a scab. Let oh yeah, I thought that you alcohol. had to. Well, I thought you had to put it on your scab or that's, it would become infected. No, and I that's, thought that's how you lose a limb. <laughs> no kidding, he ain't getting gangrene not right. today. Right, some people are addicted to the bottle it's for peroxide. other reasons. <laughs> it's peroxide. That I you use put peroxide on. also, but I mean, I double dipped. I did alcohol second. Yeah. I did peroxide first. You love that peroxide. And then, you yeah. Watch and the then alcohol second. And then I think I used iodide as like an afterwards yeah. thing. You know, that's what you use <laughs> oh to. He's triple dipping. Hey, I have all my limbs. <laughs> I used to. I'm not missing a limb. That Nothing was... <laughs> on me has been infected and has fallen off. Knock on wood. Right. One of the things I would tattle on him about because he would pick. At your whatever little, I'm like, mommy's picking again. It's gross. Well, if it's because if it started bleeding, that meant I could go back to, to, <laughs> oh my God. to my three saviors I noticed, in the bathroom at grandma's house. I noticed the other day that I got something going on, like right above one of my incisions from my surgery. That's herpes. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it looks like really, really dry skin, but I'm not real sure what it is. Hmm. Have you? Oh, I don't know. Call the doctor and ask. No, I just know. No, he might charge her. She she just decided to try to get some Mm. free healthcare advice from the Water Brothers on the podcast. Some coconut oil on it. There you go. Scarring too. That's actually pretty good. I didn't think about that. Josh, another thing that I realized from that I got from our grandma is that I was having steak the other day. I'm not a big fan of steak. You're not a big fan of meat, period. I'm not. I'm really not. And, I, you know, the thing about meat, I think, to me, is that I'm just indifferent about it. We like ours overly cooked because that's what we're used to. (laughs) Exactly. And so, like, if if you have it well done, you're a monster. Well, sign me up because, listen, so this whole thing started about a week or so ago. I was making, see, what was it? I think, oh, I was making biscuits and gravy, right? No. And yes. And I was making the sausage for it. And the I had people at my house, right? And they thought that the sausage was ready to go. When it's gray, technically. Yes. That is disgusting. Uh, heathens. It's gotta be brown. Yes, it needs to be brown and crispy mm-hmm. for it to be done. If it's not done, oh my gosh. So anyway, so i making sure it's well done sausage right? as I know it to be done. <laughs> and they're like, hey, that's done. You can turn that off. And I was like, I'm not eating raw sausage. Right. This is and great. As, as I said it, I felt my grandmother say it. You know, I because that's raw. Yeah, that is raw. <laughs> well, let's see. When was that? Yesterday, we had steak at my house, right? Oh, God. And the other people who were there... They all had their steak, and and I, I told them I wanted it well done. They knew I wanted it well done, and so they they used a temperature thermometer thing. Look, I don't even know a temperature food thermometer. thermometer. <laughs> yeah, they used a food thermometer to do the temperature to well done. No, you that's a visual. You open it and look. Well, I learned the lesson because I walked over there and I cut my steak. You know, because I as Grandma showed me, I cut my fat off and then I started cutting into my steak. Yeah, and there was some pink in that steak, and I thought, oh my god, this is raw. Then it was it's trying to kill me. As I heard that, I heard Grandma in my head saying, 
oh my god, this steak <laughs> is raw. And do you know what I did, Josh? Microwave. I cut that steak up and threw it in the air fryer. There you go. <laughs> and I crisped that sucker. <laughs> they all thought that I was a monster. You made steak croutons. Yes, but Josh, it was so good. I, I bet. I it was like it. nice and crispy. Yeah. Okay, so I got two things. Please tell us, Kim. We're dying to hear it. We'd love to hear it. Why did their balloons go up? I am losing my freaking mind. What are you talking about? There was balloons. Kim, I'm telling you. Did you get to the hot toddy? You know you ain't supposed to mix that stuff with your medication. (laughs) Remember what happens last time? Did you get to the hot toddy? I'm telling you, when you watch this back. (laughs) Did you get to the hot toddy? You you still quote unquote sick? We had to do a lot last time for that man not to press charges. <laughs> no, listen. The only thing that I got out of your story is you have had food at your house twice with people and I wasn't there. You never come over to my house. That was my number one. My number two is I don't like this camera being this far up because <laughs> you can't see the disgust on my face. <laughs> Some would call that a blessing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so he he won't know when I'm sitting here giving him <laughs> dirty looks. And, yeah, that's going to have to come back down for the next one. <laughs> I tried. You know, I tried. If, if you were just a little taller, yeah, I know. we wouldn't have this problem. Maybe I should get a, get a great a big seat. thick... Where are you going with that, Kim? A telephone book. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, That chair goes up and down. Then my feet wouldn't touch the ground. (laughs) We'll let you back down at the end of it (laughs) eventually. (laughs) My legs would go numb, Yes, my legs would go numb. I love to see little legs dangling. Oh, I know you do, but I can't do that. Uh, My my legs would go numb. I would be sitting here. I mean, I fidget really bad anyway, just because I can't sit still, but I would really go nuts if my legs started going numb. My gosh. We'll just will you in On a serious room. note, have you guys ever had this problem where your legs have gone numb on the toilet? All the time. Tall, on the, all the time? Tall people problems. How long problems. are you on the toilet? Oh, is, do you have one of those short toilets? It's not too... My second toilet's really low to the ground and oh, I don't okay. sit on it, but... Hey, I am a. Yeah, if sometimes I go, it takes a minute. If you sit there long enough, mine go to sleep. If I'm in public and if I have to use a public bathroom and the toilet's too low, then I have that problem. But at my house, the toilet is tall, so I don't normally have an issue. But if I'm in public and I have that issue, like it's a real problem. Getting and then back you, up. yeah, and you're like holding on to the wall, and you're just like, oh my god, what if I fall? I was at this Dairy Queen on my way home from Indianapolis the other day. Oh my gosh, it's going to make me sound so fat, isn't it? <laughs> Getting that the, buster bar. After, after, right, after I just talked about Is your shoes pancake. Fit? But no, listen, I was with some friends and they're the ones who wanted to stop at this Dairy Queen. Does that sound real? Does that make sense? No, no. That does not we don't have sense. one in it's, town. It, it, I stop it, anytime. It is I, a true story. <laughs> but it, it's oh, one that you and I stopped at, Kim, actually, is before. It? Yeah. So anyway, so we stopped at this Dairy Queen. We walked in and got the ice cream. And while we were waiting for it, I decided, well, I'm going to go run to this bathroom. Not a Dairy Queen. Yeah. Yeah, they're never. Well, I really had to go. I walk into this bathroom. I go open the door to this bathroom. And it was a half door bathroom. Now, who is making half doors? I want to know. Like, because they need to be brought down. Yeah, they need to be brought behind the barn. Sizest. So I open this door. (laughs) 
And I look inside this bathroom, and it is the size of this tiny closet. And I realize the door opens inward, right? And I have to hover over the toilet to close the bathroom door. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be a hot freaking mess. So I do my business. And as I'm doing my business, I thought, oh my gosh, Shane. Because it was snowing outside, and so the floor was a little wet. It was really slippery. And I thought... What if I fall in here? Mm-hmm. Like, it's Can't so tiny that hopefully die. I won't fall. But the door opens inwards. Like, how are they going to get my body out of here? Like, I'm just, this Break is the door, probably yeah. the same way that they would have got your body out of the basement of that museum that we went to that Listen, one time. Listen, Kim, <laughs> that is a very good point. I'm still mad about that. I'm so glad you brought that up so you can tell everyone how horrible you are to me. We all went to about. this museum in Richmond, Indiana. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And were you with us that time, Josh? No, it was just me and Oh, at that time it was just yeah. Kim and I. And we were just exploring it. We had heard they had a mummy there from Egypt. It was very cool. Yeah. It's a really so, good little museum for being such a small town. The funny thing is, is that they had this staircase that led to the basement. And there really wasn't much signage to tell you that you could go down this staircase. It is a very old museum a very old building and we just thought okay well if the door's open to the stairs i guess we can go downstairs so we head down to this basement and the basement is pretty cool at one point in the basement it turns into like this old town like where that they designed yeah. as like an old downtown mm-hmm. of the place had an old saloon door yeah it was really cool a, a dry goods store and it was really cool Well, as I'm looking around, the floor had gotten uneven at one place. And so I, you know, being the delicate rose that I am, trip and fall straight forward. And I almost fall straight into this huge panel glass. Oh, God. Like huge panel. No, no, no. And Kim just like doesn't motion to help me or nothing. I don't know. She just like... (gasps) Like, steps back and just, like, what? sees the life in me What in the hell? Flash. Did, what do you think I would have been able to do? I don't if know. If I had got your way, me. you would have crushed me. Kim, that is you such a fattest. Me. That is no, such a fattest that means comment to make. That is not a fat I would have crushed you. <laughs> you it's a short joke. <laughs> like Miley Cyrus, I would have crushed you like a wrecking ball. Oh, my God. Good I'm... Lord. Anyway, so she was just going to let me fall, and she just stood right back and watched it. I think she tripped me. No, hey, I am a very good friend. I made sure that he was okay before I started laughing. She did. She laughed really hard. He was raised right. (laughs) And then, as I'm like trying to collect myself, because my life flashed before my eyes, Kim goes, So dramatic. I I said, Kim, what would you have done if I would have fallen into that panel glass? I would have took off running. She's like, well, I would have had to have called the fire department to get you out of this basement. And then they would have had to call the fire departments from all the surrounding counties <laughs> to, help, to, harder to help get you out of here. The National think, Guard. Yeah. I didn't think I was ever going to stop laughing. Then, then I was she's laughing like, so we're going to have to find a bathroom because I got to pee. I got to pee. <laughs> you made me laugh so much, I got to pee. Yeah, it's awful. <sighs> It looks like it's just one old building. I, it That's does, why I never yeah. went there when I lived near. Because I'm like, that's not worth it. Yeah. No, it's it really nice. Yeah. And the fact that they have a mummy from Egypt, I mean, that's pretty yeah. cool. That there's just a random place in Indiana that has a mummy. You would never expect to have a bunch of old cars in the back of it. Right. 
one of the first electric cars they had there, the one that looked like a carriage. Yeah. And it was designed for like women to drive. But it, I mean, it looked just like a straight up carriage with lights and even the steering wheel was right in the middle of it. And yeah. It's all uh, electric. And they also have one of the first telephones for cars yeah. there because the guy who invented it was from that area. It's a big old thing too. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I'll yeah. dig my pictures up that I took there so that we can put them on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. I made a note on my little board. Oh, good. Yeah. If you're ever in Richmond, good. Indiana, stop at the museum. It's worth it. Yeah, it, it was fun. It. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And we had a jolly old time. Just be careful of where you walk <laughs> if you're in the basement. <laughs> and if you're there, the high school down the road is where cult leader. I wonder if you're going to f- remember his name, his name Josh. I'm not. Jim Jones. There we go. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm bad with names, too. Okay. But yeah, Jim Jones. You know how many cult leaders we've covered on all our podcasts? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Hang on a minute. I got to move this down. I can't stand it. I can see you now. Kim, are you done fixing your down below? I feel so much better. I can see you now. Her pad was slipping. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. Remember? Had all those parts taken out. Your bladder? (laughs) Someday Josh is going to call you because her bladder's slipping out like our grandma called you that one day. No Mm -hmm. one, you should know at your age, Kim, no one's thinking period. We're thinking urine bladder control. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. (laughs) Your biological clock's done ticked. How excited are you guys? This is the second time we've recorded this this week. Uh-huh. So we still haven't done our live event. Oh, yet. I know. We've not slept over at Kim's house. I've and been we do that in two days. And mm-hmm. I am so stinking excited. I, am. I know. I got my stuff laid out, my Golden Girls pajamas, gear to go. <laughs> we were doing some planning on what we were going to do. Yeah, we're going to give away some gifts. Mm-hmm. We have a game that we're going to give away mm-hmm. that I picked up. And we're talking about giving away the very Ouija board that's behind Kim. Yeah. And we're even going to sign the top of it. After we yeah. use it, we'll cleanse it before we send it. And yeah. We'll sign it and send it to a lucky patron. And I'll have my tarot cards there if anybody would like me to do a card pull for them. Sweet. I'm still learning, so be gentle. <laughs> yeah, we're telling them this so all gentle. after. This will be two weeks <laughs> The fun thing We hope is, you all enjoyed it. Yeah, the fun thing is is that they can go watch the video because I That's think true. after we go live, it will let us post it. Well it, and Patreon. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, it should let us publish it. That's and we can idea. always do it again in the future too. Yeah. So it'd be a fun thing. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. If they're watching at midnight, hope you enjoy my little strip tease. <laughs> <laughs> And if we see a snake or a rat at Kim's house, then we can all no, the rat was roast marshmallows. We'll be at the Holiday Inn. Did I, right. tell, you, did I tell you that Emily's going to try to buy that house? Oh, no. Which one? Yeah, 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 My yeah, old house. house. Oh, yeah. The rat-infested house? Yeah. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> yeah, how she wants lovely. to buy it. Send your snakes over there to get rid of the rats. Right. We should, know in a, we should know in a couple of weeks what it got appraised for and stuff. Oh, and start moving forward. Very nice. It's a nice I'm excited. Memories. It's going to be really tough to go in there, though, for the first time anyway, Mm. because I've not been in there since. The drug dealers lived in there? No, since I lived there. Well, yeah, but then after you, it was the drug dealers. Yeah, there there was two neighbors. 
<laughs> there was a big set of drug dealers, and then this nice little family came, and I thought, oh, thank God, this, you know, the drug dealers are gone, because mm. I sat and watched those suckers get taken out by the cops. <laughs> Can I just tell you, it makes Kim sound like she lives in the hood, <laughs> that we I keep don't. talking about the, the rats and the drug dealers well, next in, door. In Indiana, the middle of the country is where all the drug dealers are. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so true. But yeah, the, after they had gotten taken out of there, they redone it on the inside a little bit. And then this nice little family moved in with two little boys. I remember then them. He, then his, their mom ended up being a drug addict and their dad had to move them away. And I'm like, I can't catch a break. We pulled up to your house one day and the two boys were outside and they were jumping on the hood of an old rusty car mm-hmm. like it was a trampoline. And I was like, what in the white trash is yep, going on? That's exactly on? what it was. <laughs> and then after that happened, my neighbor down on the corner bought it for his granddaughter that was going to go to Ball State. And then he's the one that he passed away. And so it got handed down to all of his kids. So they're getting ready to sell it. Good. Well, not that he passed away, but good for Emily. Hopefully, fingers crossed. It's going to be hard to go in there the first time, though. I've not been in there since I've been divorced and sold it. And now you just have a very strict neighbor who has a very strict property line. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Anytime Kim goes away, my mom will watch her dog. And when you're looking at Kim's house, if you want her address, let me know. I'll send it to you for $5. (laughs) For $5. I've done a lot worse for a lot less. And anyway, so if you're at Kim's house, you really can't tell where your property line is. That's the problem, mm-hmm. I think. Isn't it like angled? Yeah. And it goes like right up to the back of her house, basically, and yeah. like off to the side. So our mom was walking her dog, and our mom kind of went into his property. Didn't know it. I didn't even know that's, that was his property. Right. You expect it to go back farther than what it really does because yeah. it ends right at the end of our garage. Oh, shit. And yeah, yeah that whole back part is theirs. Yeah. Okay. But – any of the other people that used to live there, I used to mow that part back there and because I let the dogs go out there. And, and that's no, a big property over there. And I mean, nobody it's several else, acres. Yeah, nobody else Kim doesn't have cared. much. Yeah. yeah. Our, mine is an eighth of an acre is what yeah. mine is. And he has several. Yeah, he has. Several. And mm, I can't remember if it's an acre and a half or two acres. I'd probably say two at least. Those it's old big. white rednecks are weird about their property. It, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he came over and confronted our mom yeah. and was like, hey, you know, don't bring that dog on my property, which is so funny because, like, Ziggy, which is Kim's dog, is the tiniest little chihuahua. So if, He's if, a, if a Yorkie weenie. A chihuahua yeah. He's a chihuahua wiener dog. So he... I mean, if he poops on his property, it's going to be the tiniest little thing. Right. So, and there's wild animals everywhere just oh, Right. Yeah. Right. It's a fox turd. Why? <laughs> yeah. And I know one day my uncle, this hasn't been too awful long ago, my uncle had been at the house for some reason, I can't remember why, and he left. Oh, it was when I was having problems with my water. The pump had gone out. And Your he had better left. better work on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Internet, water. Hey, trust me. No snakes, no rats. Pretty much everything's the only thing. No, I'm not even going to say it because that'll will it into Your mind no. better I'm work. Do it. But he had been there working on my water, and he left. Well, he went to go get the parts while I was trying to, you know, get as much water in buckets that I could for until that he could get it fixed and, you know, this and that and the other. And so he left to go get parts and I didn't know it, but he had come up the side of my garage on the opposite side of, of his part. And he had to have been walking the perimeter of his thing and noticed that one of the dogs, because this was right after M had been there. Mm. One of the dogs had been in his 
yard. It was Ziggy, number one. And number two, it was exactly on the line, (laughs) right? And I usually know where I can stand to where he can't get quite that far. Right. So he had walked up the side of my driveway to the front yard and knocked on the front door. Well, I was running around the house. Ziggy was barking. He barks all the damn time anyway, and I didn't notice it. Until I got done running around, I went and sat back down, and I seen that my cameras had tripped, and I pulled it up, and I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? And he never did come back, so I'm assuming he was going to complain that my oh, dog yeah, pooped sure. in his yard Please. again. Get a life. And yeah. I'm like, "Number, we live out in the damn country. Right. You know? Just be a good neighbor. Like, it's, it's not, not like hard. you're making fires no. and doing dirt wheels. He, right. he had it appraised so that he could find out exactly where the line was. And he put Flag. fence posts oh. in the corners where he knew where it would be because he wanted to put up a fence. He was going to put goats in there. Well, he ended up putting goats on the other side. But those ones that are the poles are still there. But so he knows exactly where the line's at. Well, right? he did put Lord. up a, he did put up a string. He put up a string, and I ran to, over to, it with the lawnmower. <laughs> he put up string so that Kim would know where his property was. I didn't do it on purpose. Uh huh. I'm sure need you hobbies. didn't. Hobbies, my God. I, know. I was like, ain't no way. Like, who gives a crap? They, right. Oh, you I, stepped a foot on mine. They have a single. It's just a single wide older trailer over there, and they have. They're four or five kids. And I'm like thinking, because it seems like every summer this lady's pregnant. And I keep thinking, where the hell are they putting all these kids? <laughs> the place isn't that big. Got them stacked on bunk beds. No uh, kidding. Sounds but like a yeah, nightmare. so I have a an issue with him. And when, I can't remember if it was the last time the kids were at home or this, or at Christmas, they had Boone outside, which is their dog. And he's a big dog. And they didn't have him on a leash. And he was standing out there. And any time that they would do that, he would talk real loud. Well, look at that. They don't even have that dog on a leash. He would say it just, you know, loud enough that we could hear him mm-hmm. thinking that we would put him on a leash, you know. You live out in the middle and of no, you don't need a dog on a leash out there. <laughs> he's ridiculous. Bless his heart. Oh. He's Josh's bless your heart for today. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Get a hobby, buddy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he needs one. And besides sleeping with your wife, you got enough kids. The, the sad part of it is, is he is a really nice guy. He, you know, he'll, if he sees me out, he'll stop and talk to me and whatever. He is a super nice guy. But people are weird about sakes, their property. Don't step foot in on his property. They ain't make it's by land. They don't make make it anymore. <laughs> right. All right. Should I get started on my topic yeah, for today? I don't remember who went first. I did Josh last did. time. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've always wanted to go to this place, which is why I picked it. However, I realized while looking all the information up, it's going to be a lot of pronunciations and words. (laughs) And we know how good you are at those. Yeah, so bear with me, and we're all going to get through this together. Fingers crossed. Kumbaya. Is it close enough that we can go to it? We could go to it. It, it would take a flight or a big boat ride. Oh, I'll take the boat ride. All right. So imagine that you're hiking through the lush and misty forest of central Java in Indonesia. Kim, do you know where Indonesia is? No, not really. Josh? 
I couldn't point it out on the map. <laughs> <laughs> I remember speaking of map one time when I was in eighth grade. No, I was in, I was a sophomore in high school. We would play this map game in school in one of my classes. And I was always very good at it. Like our teacher would name a country and you would have to point to a map of where it's at. And one of them was Indonesia, and I was one of the only people who knew where it was on the map. Oh. The map was on the wall or whatever. So I knew where it was, but almost none of the st- other students knew where it was. So Did you get a cookie? No, I don't remember what I got. But none of the other students knew where it was, so it was a big t- topic of debate at the moment. But another side memory I have about that game is that the, the one time we were playing, and the country that our team had to pick was Russia. And the two people up there didn't know where to put oh their God. finger on the map. Literally just point at the top. I know. And w- someone yelled, just put your finger on the map. You might land on it. <laughs> it's half of yeah, it. Cause the, cause yeah, because Russia's so big. But anyway, Indonesia is a country in the Malay archipelago. And that's the world's largest archipelago. Kim, do you know what an archipelago is? Why why? <laughs> why is this pick on Kim Day? Do you know what an archipelago is? Probably at some point, but... But I not just, right now. Not right now. Okay, well, Indonesia is a group of 17,000 islands. Oh, heavens. And that is what makes up Indonesia. And a lot of those islands don't even have names. So, I mean, we we can, we can name one. Could you think? Could you imagine how much fun that would be going around on a boat, going to all those little <laughs> islands? Oh yeah, that would be a lot of fun and be beautiful. I'd be naked. Uh, no, no one would be able to see. <laughs> Lord. So, some countries in that archipelago are like the Philippines, Singapore, and Papua New Guinea. So that's where we're talking about. Okay. Just south of China. Where are those camps? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know where the Philippines are? <laughs> I'm sure you do, Kim. Just talking to a guy from there right now. Uh-huh. All right. So imagine you're in that forest. The air's thick with the scent of that tropical forest smell. Humidity. <laughs> I would be dying. And out in the distance, you hear that sound of distant wildlife echoing. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Done. And then you come into a clearing, and that's when you see it. This massive, massive structure. It's a colossal pyramid-like shape, and it's full of thousands of detailed stone carvings. I'm in. Let's go. I know. I'm all in. Walking up to the temple, each step feels like a journey back in time. The stone that you're walking on is worn by centuries. This temple dates back to the 9th century, making it over a millennium old. The base of it covers a larger area than the Great Pyramid of Giza. And it has a lot more detail and complexity than the pyramids of Egypt. Sold. And I believe it's pronounced Borbadir. I'm not hearing one of you guys correct me, so. Can I see? (laughs) (laughs) You act like I know what you're doing. I don't don't get it. Borbadir. Borbadir, I think is how it's pronounced. Borbadir. I agree with you. So this place was constructed as a Buddhist shrine and as a pilgrimage site. It is the largest Buddhist temple in the world. Its design embodies the Buddhist path from the world of desire through meditation to nirvana. So each of its 10 levels symbolizes a stage 
in the path to spiritual enlightenment. It's believed to have been built by the Selendra or Selendre dynasty to serve as a testament to their devotion and power. And pilgrims used Bobadir by following a guided path, walking clockwise from the base up this path known as <laughs> something. If you're from Indonesia, we apologize. I apologize so to sorry. you. Probably Pratish, Pratish, Pratakashina. <laughs> Help him, Lord. How would you pronounce that, Josh? That top one. Pratakashina? Pradakshina. Pradakshina. Whatever Josh said. Pradakshina. Yeah, that place. It's, so it's a spiritual journey with each ascending level bringing the pilgrim closer to enlightenment. And again, this is you walking up the pyramid, so it's made for you to walk on and up. The walls along the journey are adorned with various designs. All of those designs depict various aspects of Buddha's life and teachings. The top tiers with their multiple stupas and Buddha statues, and by stupas, I'm talking about these huge, large, bell-like structures and inside of the bell-like structures, it has like these holes in them. So if you imagine the Velma bell, just the base of the Velma bell, the actual bell part, it has like these triangular holes all in the bell. Hmm. And inside of the bell, there are Buddha statues in it, hmm. in all of them. How about that? Yeah. So that serves as a place of contemplation and prayer and that's on top of the pyramid like structure it's like a rest stop yeah it's like a step like pyramid structure okay. the abandonment of Bubadir is shrouded in mystery so it was abandoned for a very long period of time but it's believed to have been deserted in the 14th century it's possible that was due to volcanic eruptions in the area that'll do it right I, th- I mean I would be I'm running out, yeah. right <laughs> Also, what could have led to it was political upheavals or possibly the rise of Islam in the area. Mm. Over time, the pyramid-like structure, the temple, it became buried under layers of volcanic ash and jungle growth, and it was hidden from the world. Makes me think of a Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. It does, doesn't it? The temple was rediscovered in the 19th century by Sir Thomas Stanford Raffles, the British ruler of Java. He was fascinated by Javanese culture, and so he heard of tales of a hidden monument in the jungle, and he commissioned a survey to go figure out what the structure was. The uncovering of a Bourbadier was a slow process, as the entire thing was engulfed by very thick vegetation and volcanic debris. Just like Kim's downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Today, Bubadir stands not only as an archaeological wander, but also as a bridge to a past world. It continues to fascinate historians, spiritual seekers, and mystery lovers alike. The temple invites us to ponder on the impermanence of human endeavors, 
against the relentless march of time. Boubadir remains a testament to human creativity, spiritual devotion, and the enduring mysteries of our past. And in the Unmasked episode, I'll discuss some legends and mysteries connected to this temple. Ancient alien. <laughs> As you were describing uh, not, it, not I just said, kept sitting here and just thinking about what it would look like. It oh really my gosh, cool. it's absolutely amazing. And what's crazy is that it's like if you, everyone knows what the pyramids in Egypt look like. Mm. But imagine something that the base of it, so when you're standing below, looking at it from the ground, the base of it is much larger than the largest pyramid in mm. Egypt. We're talking about a very massive structure. There is pictures of it out there? Yeah, in videos. And you're also able to go, it's made for you to go up it and learn about Buddha's life and how to become enlightened, which is all about the Buddhist path. So as you go up it, there are all of these carvings on the walls of it. In each level you go up, you'll see all of these carvings. So, I mean, imagine, look at the pyramids in Egypt. You're just looking at the pyramid outside. It's just a pyramid, and it's massive, and it's amazing. But when you look at this massive temple, there's just so many details made into each stone that was put into it. And you also have to think this is a massive structure, and... They're not using mortar or cement or anything to put all of these pieces together. Right. They're all just pieces that are interlocking together to create this crazy piece. Yeah, so Josh is looking at pictures right now, and it's massive. I bet. So I can just imagine those explorers coming upon it to rediscover it for the first time. Do they have it all cleaned up so that people can go visit yeah. it? Yeah. In oh, fact, man. they had to reset some of the stones on the floors so that you can go up and visit it. So they only allow so many people on it at one time now to protect it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you get, I think it's $30 to go up it. And then you get... Bucket list. Yeah, you get a certain amount of time to explore it and go up it. And yeah, at the top, it represents enlightenment, nirvana. So at the very center of it is a large bell-like structure that does not have holes in it and does not have a Buddha statue like all the other ones does. Mm -hmm. That's when you become Buddha. Yeah. So it's a really cool structure. I mean, I would absolutely love to see it. That reminds me, did you guys see a video recently of a tourist in one of the pyramids in South America? The pyramid itself was closed. The whole place was filled with people, but no one was allowed to step onto the pyramid and actually climb up it. And this white lady tourist <laughs> just took it upon herself, climbed right up them steps, and you see her, like, looking in the thing, and the locals waited until she came off of it. But, man, they were out for blood. They oh, were smacking they were. her, pulling her hair, oh, like, spitting on her. And I'm like, well, who, like, show some respect. Oh, man. I, well, nothing. I once, if you ever go here... It's very disrespectful if you go up to the top and mess around with the bell-like structures or try to touch the Buddha statues. Oh, yeah. But... You walk uh, out of my hands behind me. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, you have to remember that you need to respect everyone's cultures and religions. I was once talking to someone who lives in Egypt, 
And this was many, many years ago. I believe I was in college when I was friends with her because she was there from Egypt. And I had asked her if she went in and explored the pyramids a lot. And I thought that was just a normal thing that people right. do. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Gotta she's like, permission. well, she's like, no. And I was like, well, if I lived in Egypt, I would go all the time. And she said, well, it's, it's a burial place. You're not supposed to go there. Like, it's like us going to a like cemetery. A grave. But yeah. which, I mean, we do that. Yeah. Often. She said, <laughs> she said, it's a tomb. And I thought, oh, you know, I get that now. <laughs> now that you say that, I mean, it makes sense to me. But I guess up until she said that and like, no, it it's a click. tomb. No, Someone is buried there. And I thought, oh, See, we I also get have, it. We also have this thing with cemeteries and oh, mausoleums yeah, and that kind of thing. So that yeah. doesn't really phase right. us to even think about it. Yeah. But that's always been on my bucket list, too, is to see the Great Pyramids. I've yeah. always been a But I think you can only Egypt. see the outside of them. I don't think yeah, that you can you go can. into them. Mm-hmm. You have to be an Egyptologist and actually, like, have to be able to do it for a study reason. I wouldn't even if it was allowed because those, t- like, ancient Egyptians were a lot shorter than people are oh, yeah. now. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? So, we'd have to crawl through it. Yeah. And Being six foot desert. nine and oh. fat, trying to squeeze my butt through something. I'd rather go see, like, the Egyptian temples and stuff, mm. like that mm-hmm. one built on the side of a cliff. Uh, okay, there's one series I can't I don't remember the name of it. I think it might be on Disney Plus where they go in every year when they are able to do archaeological digs there. Mm-hmm. They film them and stuff and it's I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus and I've watched them all all the stuff that they've found and it's You know one thing so that I have always felt lied to. I don't know why I feel this way. I always thought that the pyramids of Giza were out in the middle of a desert. Oh, not just right by the city. By one of the most populated right. cities yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. And also one of the most poorest looking places right. in the world. Overpopulated. So if you go onto like Google Earth or Google Maps and go to the pyramids, you can just view it from the satellite footage. Put your little man there and then just turn around. And then like there's this, city. I mean, the whole city is right there. Right. I just always had thought that they were just out, out in the middle, middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah. We I just should, didn't realize that the they whole used city to is be right there. Until the city. You know what yeah. we should do? We should take a tour on the VR. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. I never thought about it until now. Oh, there you go. Kim and That'll I That'll be the closest a, I ever get to <laughs> being able to go see them. Kim and I did a uh, roller coaster oh, the other God. day with her daughter. Up in Chicago. I can't do roller coasters. Kim was in Chicago. I was in Wabash. I mean, excuse me. Emily was in Chicago. Chicago. I was at home. Kim was in near Muncie, and I was here in Wabash, and we're all doing roller coasters in the VR. I was so sick. future is now. Kim had her eyes closed for most of the thing. Emily and I were cracking up laughing. So in the VR, you can either, like, teleport or you can walk normally to where it looks like you're walking normally. Oh. I have to use a teleport because if I walk normally, it makes me motion sickness. Oh, God. Too and, quick. And I have never, ever been motion. I've never had any kind of problem with motion sickness. But for some reason, that VR and those roller coasters, I thought I was going to end up ralphing after <laughs> after we did that. And I didn't watch it very much. But still, I every time I would open my eyes, I would just 
feel completely dizzy, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. Now, she she left us, and... That's because yeah. my sugar was really high. Yeah, she left us, and Emily and I ended up doing this safari Ooh. roller coaster. It was really cool. There was a bunch of these dinosaurs in the safari, and at one point in I time... Even, I tried that one, too. I even had my... I tried to open my eyes on that one, and even no faster than it went, it still made me motion sickness. So when you get to the end of the track... We were like, oh, this is weird. That just stops. And all of a sudden, I don't know where, this T-Rex shows up. And you can do these selfie sticks, right? Well, out of nowhere, I just got into defense mode, and I did two selfie sticks (laughs) on my hand, and I just tried to beat the living crap. Like, I just like, yeah. I'll be like, Venus ain't Serena. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) Emily and I are just screaming at that stupid thing. Did he ever tell you the first time when I, after I got mine, I had gotten in a call with Shane on it, and we were, it was like a safari type thing, and it would pitch you into the scene, and you're looking around, looking at all these animals and stuff, and it took us to another scene, and we're all looking around going, I don't see nothing there, I don't see any animals, and then all of a sudden, I looked down, and there was a huge green snake, and about the same time I seen it, Ziggy brushed up against my leg, and I screamed Whoa. so loud. Yeah, she did. <sighs> Scared the crap out of me. Too real, too real. Yeah. Not sponsored, real. but willing to be. Right. We could do our episodes through the VR, <laughs> make them feel like we're <laughs> here. There's no an office thing that he keeps wanting me to, which I'm, I am going to do it. I just Yeah, well, I don't come into the, the studio. I end up working from home, and I use the VR and do this office thing. Like hmm. in the VR space. It's really cool. I've finally been able to do the super. Pretty neat. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I've finally been able hey, to I'm do Hey, I'm popular, Josh, in <laughs> VR with all of my yeah, non-friends. Non-friends. You make up your own friends. <laughs> yeah, because in, in the VR workspace, is, I'm just alone in this room on top of this mountain <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's really nice, though. Picture Very a beautiful view. Standing next to a virtual reality water cooler. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> no, I have, like, these three large screens set up, and I'm in this, like, really nice mountain loft. Beautiful view. I can see out. I mean, it looks real, too. Awesome. Yeah. I'm the only one in the room, so I'm there with all my favorite people. <laughs> Me, myself, and I. And then every once in a while, I get a text from Kim when she needs something. The hell you want. Mm-hmm. I know yesterday we had gotten this podcast who wanted to share a promo with us, and I saw them sign up. Kim's like, who is this podcast? And I was no, like... I th- thought you were trying to pull a joke on uh, me and just put something random in there. Because it sounded a little like, dirty. Oh. I was like, what the... It was a podcast out of Detroit, so it had the letter D in it. Yeah, it was so like in of the course, D my, my mind goes directly to the gun. Yeah. The D. Yeah. Is this, so, this one for Josh? And I was like, Kim, do you know how you can figure out what a podcast is and she's like well i figure i could just ask you and i was like oh just go to the podcast player and put it in she's like i didn't think it was a real podcast yeah i didn't think it was, I was I nervous were, yeah. i thought you were trying to mess with me or something no that would have been good though maybe i'll do that she sometime. didn't want to google in the d <laughs> <laughs> see that's exactly what it was i know better all right josh what's your topic for today well, this topic I finished this morning. I tried to finish it last night, but I ended up creeping myself out. I had to sleep all night with the lights on. I was. I was like a, a little kid. I spooked the hell out. I even put my feet under the blankets because they were too close to the edge of the bed. Oh and I'm like, gosh. something's going to grab my foot. That's hilarious. 
Well, we all see shadows daily unless we're constantly sitting in a dark room like Kim. I don't sit in a dark room. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime we aren't in a dark room, we are literally followed by a shadow everywhere we go. But what would you do if you saw a shadow that was moving around independently, standing over you as you slept, or appeared and disappeared suddenly? I'd rebuke it. I'd pee down my leg. (laughs) (laughs) My mystery today is something that our grandma first taught us about and has remained a curiosity of mine ever since. Shadow people. Mm. I first learned from them, as I said, from grandma when she told me that the blood of the lamb had blessed her home and that no evil shall enter into it. She then went on to tell me that occasionally you can see a shadow running around outside of her house as if it were seeking a place for it to come in. Well, you can imagine the fear my young mind felt when I was sitting in her living room weeks later and first saw a shadow outside of her giant pane window. I sat there alone and suddenly got goosebumps and felt like I was being watched. I looked over and there it was outside. I ran to grandma's room and told her and she calmly got up, went outside on the front porch and yelled in a stern voice, Get out of here, you're not welcome, which scared the hell out of me even more. Well, yeah. (laughs) Her spiritual power was incredibly strong and there wasn't anything on earth that I believe could weaken it. Which is why I myself fell into a dark depression after she passed. I even remember our mother telling me about her experience with a shadow person after the passing of our grandpa in 1997. She said she woke up one night shortly after he died and was unable to move. And standing at the foot of her bed was a tall shadow that pointed at her and nodded its head. Oh my god. And our grandma had a similar encounter after her sister had died years before. She told me that she had awoken, because if you remember, grandma always slept with her feet outside of the covers. Mm -hmm. She got woken up because her feet just suddenly were ice cold and it was so cold it woke her up. And she said that when she did wake up, her sister was standing by her feet. Only, it didn't really look like her sister, Lulabelle. It was in her shape, but it was made out of shadow. Grandma's was a more frightening experience as it actually started talking to her. And it even asked Grandma to switch places with it. Grandma, of course, said no and that whatever it was was not her sister and commanded it to leave. She then told me that it started yelling at her, at which Grandma started hitting our grandpa on the chest. She said she was just sitting there, like, pounding on his chest trying to get him to wake up, but he wouldn't budge. She then reached for her bedside Bible and started singing a gospel song as it continued yelling. Then, as suddenly as it appeared, it vanished, leaving Grandma wide awake but unharmed. Now you know why I didn't like to go and hurt. That big, <laughs> that big bedroom by myself. Right. Uh, I'm like, you tell me this and expect me to go into your closet and get something out for you? But I'm mm-hmm. like, are you crazy? You're wrong. Those stories have left me with questions ever since. What are shadow people? What do they want? And do they have the power to really enter our bodies if we give them the permission? There are a lot of theories as to what they really are from aliens, demons, ghosts, or beings that can cross into our dimension. They appear as black shadows due to their negative vibrations. I personally think of them as leeches, 
sorry pitiful creatures who must feed on the fear that they stir in those who see them. Most often, they come to people when they are at their most vulnerable, when they're depressed, or especially after someone loses someone that they love, you know, people getting down to a slump at that point. And throughout history and among almost every culture, there have been stories about shadow beings. Sometimes they are just observers, while the rest of the tales involve malicious intent. Some claim to see shadow people in the form of a dark figure, while others have experienced a lighter, more wispy one. The most common description of a shadow person is a tall, dark figure that appears to be wearing a cloak, hooded robe, or the worst one of all, wearing a hat, who is also known as Hatman. Hatman is a shadow person who is believed to appear as a forewarning of something horrible about to happen. He is described most often as the shape of a very tall man, seven feet by some reports, and he has glowing red eyes and a hat. Some say it's like a Abraham Lincoln-type tall hat, and others say it's like a large-brimmed hat. Hmm. And surprisingly, I found out he is actually the inspiration for Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street Ooh. movies. Oh, wow. Shadow people are believed to be supernatural entities or spirits that are present in our physical world. They are often associated with paranormal activities such as hauntings and are believed to be able to move through walls and other objects. Shadow people are also said to be able to manipulate their environment by creating a feeling of dread or fear in those who witness them. It is also believed that they can influence people's thoughts and dreams. Most of the individuals who have reported shadow people say that it happens at night while they are asleep and were suddenly woken up with a feeling of dread. Can y'all understand now why I couldn't sleep last mm-hmm. night? <laughs> I'm not real sure I'll be able to sleep. Right. Their eyes would open up, but the rest of their bodies would remain paralyzed, and they reported a shadow person standing over them, looking down as they struggled to move or even scream. And we've all heard by now about sleep paralysis demons. And if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis, it's scary enough without the thought of a shadowy entity staring over you, staring right at you with its red eyes. My advice to you as someone who has had sleep paralysis multiple times is to just close your eyes and meditate while you envision protective white light surrounding you and filling your home. Have you guys ever had sleep paralysis before? I don't think so. Where you wake up Mm -hmm. and your eyes are moving and you... Your brain's awake, but no matter how much you try, you can't move your body. It's quite frightening. (laughs) And if there's anything a shadow entity hates, it's light. And if you picture yourself with the protective white light, they have no choice but to flee. Or you could do what grandma do and just say, go on, get. (laughs) (laughs) Shadow people are believed to be able to communicate with humans in various ways, such as through telepathy, dreams, and even physical contact. Some people believe that shadow people are benevolent entities that can provide guidance and protection, while others believe they are malevolent entities that can cause harm to those who see them. One of the biggest misconceptions about shadow people is that they are always demonic and that they are always bad. That is not true. There are tons of shadow people and figures that are good. They could just be a loved one who is visiting, and don't always assume that shadow people are evil. 
It is also important to remember that not all shadow people are visible. Some people report feeling a presence or a chill in the air without actually seeing a figure. And sometimes people hear voices or footsteps even though no one is present. I do not possess the ability to visually see most spirits in any form, although I'm working on it. I sense them by energy. And if a shadow person is watching you, your body might react with goosebumps, cold chills, or sudden feelings of dread or sadness. Just remember, if you do see or feel one lurking around you, you are more powerful than they are. Don't be afraid and feed it. My advice to anyone who might happen to see a shadow person is to start laughing. Fill your space with joy and laughter, and they will disappear like a dog with its tail between its legs. And if the one you see happens to be Hatman, who is said to be the most frightening and evil shadow person, treat his butt like you would any other man creeping on you. Cuss him out and send him packing. <laughs> These things only have power if we give it to them. Gave me goosebumps. <laughs> I was researching this last night and I kept getting goosebumps. And I'm like, oh, something's watching me. I can't. Because grandma, one of her beliefs and why she didn't like us to watch scary stuff is she saw that as when you watch and do stuff like that, you're inviting mm -hmm. them into your home. And I'm like, oh, I'm watching this and inviting it in right as I'm about ready to turn off the lights and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Kept the fish tank light on and my bedside table last night. I wasn't playing around. You know what? I just realized something. The last two times. One plus one is two, Kim. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, the You're last right. two times that we've recorded, you've not done a southern phrase of the day. I know. I had my book in here underneath all this stuff, and I just found it the other day. I was like, dang it. <laughs> I, I, I squezzed the dog between its teeth. I was going to say, yeah, I thought that that one might be kind of a southern phrase. Yeah, you know me, I have to have stuff visually visible for me to remember it, and my book got hidden, so Southern Phrase of the Day just <laughs> was non-existent to well, me until I found the book again. <laughs> when we walk out of this room, you better grab that book. It's and on take my desk. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. I put it there the other day because I was like, oh, yeah, that exists. That's why. I well, might... I never even thought about it until I heard the dog one, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> You where's know, those southern phrases? Yeah, where's those southern phrases? I don't remember him saying one on Monday when we were recording either. Yeah, listeners, I apologize. If something's out of my line of sight, <laughs> should be ashamed. It just forgot. It leaves my brain. Right. I'm sure everybody is just devastated. There's not been a southern phrase. <laughs> if he doesn't see me two days in a row, he's like, what podcast? Right. <laughs> what That's why I love either? Facebook, because I'll be scrolling and I'm like, oh, yeah, this person exists. Oh, so yeah, I'm, it's his birthday I'm, today. I like them. Mm -hmm. I like their post. What do you have for us for our Unmasked episode? I have a little bit more about shadow people, and I have what psychologists say should oh, be a reasoning behind shadow people. Right. Although I don't believe that. They don't believe in the spiritual stuff mm. like I do. Yeah, they'll get their opinion. And, so they're like, mm -hmm. oh, you got a mental affliction, right. which could be true on some of them. Yeah, some people. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. But yeah, I just, I wanted to add it just both sides of the sword. So. Mm -hmm. We have a relative once who I was talking to one day and they had mentioned to me that they thought that they were talking to God and they had preferenced it with, I was hearing voices. And I remember the first thing in my mouth was, you should see a therapist. <laughs> you've been taking your schizophrenia medication. You, you've been taking your medicine. 
But no, I was like, um, if you know, it's all it's all good and dandy if you want to talk to whatever God you believe in. That's all fine. But if he's talking back a lot <laughs> and you're hearing it, you need to talk to a therapist, psychologist. Yeah, you need to talk to somebody. But I was so serious about it. And I think I get that way because I read so much true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. And you hear about all these cult Mental leaders. Illness. Oh, yeah. yeah. God and, was talking to me. And yeah, like these people do things. And it's, they always say, oh, I heard from God, so I killed them or I did God this and I did that. Yes. That so when ego. I heard that, I heard, oh, I heard his voice. I heard, you know, I'm just like, oh, mm-mm. But you can talk to him. But if you're hearing the voices. You, if they're talking mm-hmm. back, you need to go see a doctor. That's just when it crosses the line that for deep me. Voice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like take your meds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I hear him too. He says, "Call the PhD." <laughs> right. I always find it funny when people are like. God spoke to me. I'm like, the ego on you. We would be like mm-hmm. grains of sand to the Christian God. And you think out of every, out of everything in the world that he chose, yep, that's the one I'm going to talk to. Oh, listen to this. So we were always raised Baptist. And so in our family, we always prayed to God. And if I said, oh, no, I stubbed my foot, it's bleeding, I would pray to God or Jesus, that it stopped bleeding. Mm-hmm. That's just how it worked. Well, my freshman year of college, <laughs> I became friends with some Catholics. Oh, heavens. And we all got together for dinner one day, and they asked me to pray at this meal. And I said, okay. And I said, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I remember, like, after the prayer, they looked at me, and they're like, why did you go to the big guy? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, we don't do that. I was like, they do well, the what do saints you mean? Or Mary. Yeah, they're like, we don't go to the big guy. He's we, busy. Yeah, he has too much stuff going on. They said, in fact, when you said the words, dear heavenly father, and like you just, you said that, we immediately felt like, oh my gosh. Buttholes clenching. It, 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 <laughs> it's like you're playing with your friends as a kid, and all of a sudden one of them's like, Dad, he's doing this. And you're oh. like, oh, no, oh God. I'm in trouble. Uh, that memory just sticks out in my head that they all just freaked That's out that we I were, called the big guy. We, I mean, we don't have saints and we I don't know. talk to Mary in baptism. We talk to dear Heavenly Father. That's how right. Grandma taught us to start mm-hmm. our prayers. Well, I always joked around with them after that. Every time I would hang out with them, if they did something, I'd be like, hey, you better watch out. I got the direct. I have a direct line. We'd make cookies. I'd be like, you better make me an extra. That's why they have so many saints. I have a direct line. It's funny that stub your toe and and you would pray about it. That that is quite the opposite of what I would say if I stubbed my toe. Well, it was funny because as kids and, you know, just for whatever reason, we would just pray to God for an A in class that day. And if you think about it, I mean, I'm sure God is a very busy person. He doesn't have time to, well, to, waste, his, to waste his time with my A. So they made a good point when they mentioned, maybe you should pray to someone who can intervene for you for that A. And I was like, oh, 
Yeah, you know, someone who would be in charge of everything. It's baptism. Maybe. All we have is the Father, Son, and the Holy <laughs> Ghost. Right. Well, then, and yeah. they're all the same person, basically. I know, but then I, they were telling me about their saints, and I was like, my grandma would not like that. Nope. Mm-mm. My grandma would not like that at all. She, she would not be about that Catholicism. Nope. Mm-mm. She She's, wouldn't even let us learn about she it. She wouldn't let up. us have anything but a King James mm-hmm. Bible. We weren't really allowed to venture out into learning uh-uh. about other religions. <laughs> and heaven forbid, if someone came to the door trying to talk about some other something oh, that boy. wasn't Baptist. Jehovah. Uh, Jehovah. I mean, they could be coming to the... I got roped into them once. You they, did not. Did when, you go to their... No, I did not go. <gasps> but when Amber was a baby... I can't remember. Maybe she was a little older. I don't, maybe it was Emily that was a baby. I don't know. But one kept coming to my door, and I would be nice and listen to them, and she would give me pamphlets, and, and I'd <laughs> take them in and put them in file 13 when she walked away, right? <laughs> well, and she came every week. You take one, then they Yeah, be you take back. one, and they come back. And she got very regular. She would come once a week, and every time she would come, She'd talk, and then she'd give me pamphlets. And the next time she would come, she would talk and read out of the pamphlet and give me pamphlets and then go. And the next time she would talk, she would want me to read out of the pamphlets. And I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Are you tired of Christmas? Try Jehovah. I'm done. And the next time, once she was trying to get me to read, you know, with her or read from the pamphlet or whatever, I'm like, I'm done. Hell, I want And I never answered the door after that. You know, if they come and you ask them to help you out with chores, they're supposed to help. I saw something on Facebook and this older woman, she was working out in her garden and these two young Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons. I'm not really sure what the difference is. Uh, they, they come to your door. Sorry if that's offensive. But they, you come to the door and knock. Talk about Jesus. But, you know, she was Probably like, Jehovah's Witness. oh, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. listen to you, but get out here and help me in this garden. And they she put him to work. That's hilarious. That funny. I, I was some, oh, go ahead. I was out here walking to get coffee one day outside of the studio, <laughs> and there was these kids handing out these little pamphlets with candy. Here I am talking about fat stuff. Again. <laughs> candy. Yeah, it was like a sucker or a candy bar. You sure something. was a sucker. Exactly. I know. <laughs> They're like. Hey, here's free candy. And I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> free candy. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was from these cute little kids. I thought, okay, cool. And I just thought it was just so nice. You have a small community, whatever. Ain't nothing free in this world. Listen, so I opened up, I <laughs> took that candy bar and I had this little pamphlet. And I thought, oh, it's probably a little travel pamphlet or whatever. And I opened up that pamphlet and you know, if we can't just make every religion mad right now by talking poorly about everyone, <laughs> look, we're going to spread it. We're just going to get all of them all at once, right? That might as well. Yeah, so I opened it up, and I think it was Pentecostal. I'm not sure. It was some church in the area. And the only thing the pamphlet said was, do you want to burn in hell for eternity? And it had like, My God. listen, it had this family, this nice-looking family with flames all around oh, them. Yeah. And it was like, Here's yes the best way or no. And I was like, uh, and I flipped it over and it was like, come to our church. And it gave the address. And I was like, this is very weird. I don't want your candy. I kept the candy. <laughs> <laughs> you had a look. You might as I'm well. I'm surprised you didn't like immediately eat the candy and then throw the I'm wrapper pretty sure and I took the a pamphlet away. 
I sent if I can some... find the picture, I'll post it in Patreon. But I just thought, oh my gosh, like, you know, because I mean, we were raised Baptist and that's fire they, and brimstone. They, yeah, they enough. get you, they get you on that. Mm. But boy, that was just a weird way of catching people. Do you want to burn in hell for eternity? Yes or no? Flip it over. Here's our address. <laughs> Come join our fear based religion. And it was just so funny because I didn't even like the, the kids were so smiley. And, oh, yeah. Hey, here's some candy. They're still learning oh, about hey, Noah's Ark and right. all the good stuff. It was just not the message that I thought was going to be given. <laughs> have a, a nice, street. have a great, godly day, you know, something sweet. Yeah. You know, you were talking about the people who were going door to door. The story that I had told in the last episode where I was talking to that man who I believe could have been friends with Casey Anthony, that all happened around the same time that of that previous story that I talked about when I lived with my uncle, and he had mentioned to those two Jehovah Witness people, but they were coming to the house, and so my uncle told them, he's like, hey, I'm not interested, but my nephew... He is so interested. He's going to be here for the next couple days. So if you come here, just start knocking on the door. His name is Shane Waters. And he's like, don't stop knocking. He's just real shy. He but, needs but he'll Jehovah. be here. Yeah, well, that's what he told them. So the next day, I was in the house alone. And I will never forget this. I'm just in the house alone in the back room. Same room that I talked to that guy in. It was the living room. And just watching the news or TV, whatever. And all of a sudden, I hear a knock at the door or whatever. And I like, you know how it is. I'm not going to answer the door. I'm just going to sneak into the open other the room, open the blinds, see, see what it, it is. is. And, and I saw two strange away. men who I didn't know. So I closed the blinds and started Sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> <laughs> I closed the blinds and stayed hidden, you know, down on the ground. As one does. Yeah. And thinking they're going to leave. And so they didn't leave and they kept knocking on the door and then they kept knocking on the door and they said, Shane, Shane Waters, we know you're in there. Oh my God. And I thought, oh my God, these men are going to- They're coming after me. The men in white. And I didn't know that they were religious people. I just knew there were these two men who were yelling my name saying they were there for me. I thought they were coming to like- Give you a, you've been served. Or. I mean, I didn't know at all what they were there for. I was just so scared. I mean, I thought I was going to get kidnapped or something. I'm in the house alone. I just remember like hiding underneath. I remember like closing the blinds, <laughs> like hand, like holding up. And I snuck around <laughs> to the door to like make sure the door handle was locked. And then I crawled across the floor to the other door and made sure it was locked. <laughs> and I crawled across the floor to the garage door to make sure it was locked. That's that devil in you. <laughs> and I didn't have a cell phone, so I couldn't call 911. But they did have a house phone. But for some reason, I didn't think about using it to call 911. I don't know what's why. What's that? Yeah, right? really. What's, <laughs> what's a landline? Right? What's a landline? We're two different people. Yeah. But then my uncle ended up coming home a little later. They finally left after a while. My uncle came home a little later. And I was like, Lynn, 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 listen. These two men came. And as soon as he started hearing me, he realized. He knew what it was. Well, he realized that it really freaked me out. And he felt really bad. And he's like, he laid his stuff on the counter. And he's like, Shane, I am so sorry. I did not think that it was going to be that bad. He's like, I just thought it was going to be a 
a harmless prank and you're going to answer the door and it was going to be all over. He's like, I did not realize that it was going to freak you out that much. As grandma would say, <laughs> you put wipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really did freak me out, though. Yeah, I, I sent him really running before. I was at my best friend Brittany's house when we were in middle school or high school, one or the other, and her father talked to Jehovah's Witnesses a few times when they would come to the door, so they kept coming back to bring more pamphlets and teach them the word. And her parents were gone, and it was just her and I there, and it was summer, so the windows were open, and her door was open, and all of a sudden, she sees them coming down her driveway. She's like, oh, God, there's the Jehovah's Witnesses again. <laughs> I knew of them just basically from Grandma, like, oh, don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we shut the door and lock it, and they just keep knocking, and they won't go away. And we're hiding in her parents' bedroom with the window open right next to the door. And they just stand there, like, not going away. So I start making sexual noises <laughs> and slapping my hands. Together, like, oh, yeah. And I took the headboard. <laughs> they left a pile of pamphlets and took off. Never did come back. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Lord, and, forgive me. <laughs> and if you have a religion that we did not cover and let us know. talk poorly <laughs> about, <laughs> let us know. And we will make sure that we cover that one, too. We respect your right to be in that religion. Yeah, it's not hate if you hate on all religions. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. If you joke about all religions, it's not hate. That's true. Yeah. Listen, this is our way of releasing the trauma. Yeah. Of Look, our- we were raised Baptist. <laughs> Deep Baptist. Like, we would go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Saturday night, Friday oh night, gosh. and sometimes on Wednesday. And if it wasn't Hours. a, what, a, what do they call it, the... Week long church where it's every day, not by a revival, school. yeah, oh, a yeah, revival. revival. We went to the church campground, like it mm-hmm. was. And then when we weren't at church, we were both sides of our family had gospel singing groups, uh-huh. so we were rehearsing and practicing gospel music. It was just constantly such a big mm-hmm. part of our lives for so long, and we're just now at the point where we're kind of like releasing a lot of that. <laughs> I don't know what religion that my ex-mother-in-law was, but she was close to Pentecostal. I think the only difference between them and Pentecostal was they didn't talk in tongues, Mm. but she would hound us and hound us and hound us until we would go to church with her. And the first, I'll never forget the first time I went to that church, I was sitting there and, and they, you know, let's pray to the Lord. And they get up and they kneel down and have their head where their butt was at. And I'm like, God, I hope nobody farted right before they did that. <laughs> so I'm a woo! And I was just, it was definitely an experience, something I had never experienced before. I mean, I grew up in church, you know, I went to Bible school and we went every Sunday and, but it was definitely nothing that I had ever been to. And I, we came out of there and my ex-husband looked at me and I said, I don't know that I care to ever go back to <laughs> go back there. But it's scary to see people, people talking in yeah. tongues. Yeah, people was running up and down the hall and yeah. yelling. And have yeah, you ever gone to a church where they spoke in tongues? Oh yeah, multiple times. I went once with Grandma when I was young. I don't remember where it was, but I remember going there, and it was the first time I had ever heard people talk in tongue. I remember asking Grandma what they were doing because I couldn't understand what they were saying. If I had a cell phone, I would have called an ambulance. Like, yeah. It looked so scary. Uh, yeah, it looked like they were having a stroke or something. And my grandma said, <laughs> grandma said, they're speaking in tongue. They believe that's talking to God or talking to Jesus. I can't remember. The language of the birds Yeah, or something. something like that. 
And I remember her saying that. And I remember as a young kid, I got really worried because I thought I've been praying this entire time in English. <laughs> no one told me been doing it that wrong God all these has years. his own stinking language. <laughs> No one decided to share that with me. Shabba dabba ding dong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I could not speak that language that they were talking. Right. Yeah. I think it's similar to like when the preacher would get going and he'd be like, Shabna. Yeah. Shabna. Oh my Which gosh. scared me as it, well. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, why are you yelling? Uh, someone give him a piece of candy. <laughs> I know. Tell him to get that white foamy stuff out of the corner. Give him water. He's been bit by the, by the snake. Right. <laughs> He's foaming at the mouth. God. We're horrible. People. I know. We started talking before the unmasked episode. That's this is a conversation we normally have for unmasked. That's true. Oh my gosh. You we remember got, at church? Now we we're would. not going to have anything to say. The oh, way, I got plenty actually. The way our church was, where the two doors that went into it were led straight to the pulpit where the preacher was, mm-hmm. and the bathrooms were on the sides, and there was also two coat racks. And Shane and I, after some, we would school, hide sometimes. Yeah, we'd go back there and hide, and. As soon as that we'd watch until our uncle, who is the preacher, would step to the side and one of us would run out the door to the go to the playground. Yeah. <laughs> or till our uncle would come out there, you guys gotta get back in. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about several different uncles in the story. <laughs> in the, story. <laughs> the uncle I lived with was not the preacher. No. And the uncle who went out there to get us was not the preacher. That would be funny if all of these were the same uncles. <laughs> But yeah, we were. It sounds like we were heathens. I know. We would go hide in the coats. Well, you guys haven't changed any. <laughs> no. I know. You heathens. I know. Hey, that's a. I mean, our dad. He had to be the first one at church, so he could say hi to everybody. So we'd get there at like eight thirty nine, mm-hmm. and then church would run till like sometimes one or one thirty. So I mean, we're there for, and we were less than ten. Yeah. By the time you get to lunch, you're just like shaking because you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then heaven forbid the preacher finds the holy ghost during his <laughs> we're sitting there like we gotta go to captain you're like, come on dude it is noon you need to close this session that old country Go- buffet is calling my name god's talking to me sir he says hush that's how that's the, knock it off that was the way to get us to go to church though they're like we're gonna go to eat afterwards mm-hmm. okay yeah, I can. we always <laughs> went to eat too Made me want to raise my hand. Hello, uh, preacher. Uh, Wrap I'm, it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so, gone. Get God. God speaking to me. Yeah, God I, says I, I hear voices. He says, "Gone. Get. <laughs> Go on. Get. Gone, get. Go feed them babies." <laughs> He said, "Go get." Although I did love it when we would have a pitch in after church because those Southern Baptists, oh, oh, that yeah. food was oh my oh, god. Church ladies had and there's always someone who would always bring the savior of all the group. They would always bring the chicken from KFC. Yeah, the big huge, old those huge buckets it's from the uh, deli at Walmart, actually, because it would come oh, in really? those big that big old white box. Oh yeah, mm, so good. That's when I started cooking real young, so I would get out of church early, and I'd go help them set up. Oh, oh yes, I'll help you, ladies. <laughs> Don't. No, I'm not gay. <laughs> Him and his little apron and perfect hair. No, I'm not gay. Limp <laughs> No, I'm not gay. Sometimes I think about just when I would talk to people as kids and... <laughs> Aunt Missy's one of them where I'm like, 
She gave me so many looks as a kid. She's like, oh, you little homo baby. Look at you. You little homo. I love you. She's my favorite aunt. Right. <laughs> she did. Little homo baby. Little homo baby. I knew she knew I was gay when I would babysit her two twin daughters. And I'd spend the night usually. They'd get me and then I'd spend the night because they both left for work early. And then I'd wake up with the girls and watch them throughout the day. And the first time I did, I made them like Mickey Mouse pancakes and we colored and dressed up as princesses. And she got home and the girls were like, Mom, Mom, we did this. We, it was so much fun. And she like just looked at me like, oh, you're a little homo, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all dressed up as princesses, didn't you? We sure did. <laughs> Y'all put on makeup, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried to squeeze sure my did. foot in that little tiny plastic Barbie <laughs> heel, but it just wouldn't. wouldn't work. You know, that life-size Barbie. <laughs> you could have always went and got an adult-size shoe. You did not go in an adult's room if they were not home as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. You might find something you regret. <laughs> mm. yeah. I did that once at a friend's house. You nosy. <laughs> no, it wasn't my fault. They told me to go in and look for their parents. This was funny. So I was at a friend's house in high school, and their mom told me to go go next to their bed and open up a drawer. Oh, it's a trap. And gra- <laughs> she, she a freak. I know. Listen. <laughs> she knew and she you. said, will you go next to the bed, open up that drawer, and grab my something. I remember what it was. And I was like, yeah, sure. I don't remember what they were doing, but it, I mean, they needed it in a hurry. And so I ran in there and I opened it up and I saw her adult, something that adult battery device. Toy. A rabbit. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, that is not what I need to be looking for. <laughs> and I closed it. And it was the only draw I saw. So I walked back in there and I was like, I can't find it. And she looked at me and she's like, it's in the... And she looked at me, and then she realized, and she's like, I'll get it. Never, never mind. mind. I'll get it. Yeah, that's exactly what she said. Never mind. I'll get it. I'll never forget, like, the look that she gave me when she realized, like, I must have just opened that one drawer. She just had, like, this little stand next to her bed and just had one little drawer in it. I oh. have two really good stories about that. And you're going to save that it for the unmasked. But I have saved it for the unmasked. Because we have talked for way too long, haven't we? <laughs> the only reason I've saved for the unmasked is because not as many people is going to hear it. <laughs> Hell, I bought my mom's friend a vibrator when we were in high school. I'm like, here, I think you need this. I bought my mom one once. Here and my grandpa were going to go on some little trip together or something. And she come over to the house, you know, to pick my grandpa up. And I'm like, oh, here, let me help you. I'll take your stuff, grandpa, to the trunk of the car, you know. And I had this in my pocket. And we get in there. Yeah. I put his stuff in here and I open mom's bag up and stick it down in mom's <laughs> bag. I got a phone call later that night and she didn't call me very nice. What the hell is this? That's I told not her nice. I just wanted to take care of her. But. Makes me think of those pure romance parties. I'm like, mm-hmm. who the hell wants to buy their sex toys among a group mm-hmm. of friends? Oh my like, God. Like, here, this one. All. I cannot even begin to tell you how many of those I've been to. Oh my God. I hosted them all the time. Like, can I get the largest one you have? There was at one point I had just about everything that was in this book. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Harlot. Yeah, yeah. Harlot. Right. 
All well, right, we should okay, start the okay. unmasked episode. Well, let me get my bless your heart. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord, rushing through. All right, go ahead, Josh. Give it to us. Well, our bless your heart this week was sent to us by a listener, Jennifer K., who sent a video to us from Facebook. It is from Boston, where a woman named Alyssa runs an off-leash dog-walking business where she walks dogs every week in the woods so they can explore and enjoy running around. One day while walking the dogs, they came across an elderly couple who instantly became enamored with one of the dogs, a Great Dane named Colonel. They quickly formed a beautiful bond with Colonel and began looking for him every week. Alyssa said that they felt like his adoptive grandparents. Well, as time went on, the grandma showed up to the hike without her husband, who she said had passed away recently. She told Alyssa that she came to the woods specifically to see Colonel for some comfort. The pair then exchanged numbers, and soon the grandma began joining them on every hike. They became so close that grandma invited Alyssa and Colonel over for a Mother's Day dinner, Alyssa had lost her mom at a young age and was overjoyed to have found a sense of belonging with Grandma. I call her Grandma because they didn't give her a name in the video. Mm. I know from my days working at a nursing home that a routine and sense of belonging are what give a lot of elderly the will to keep thriving. I thank Alyssa, Grandma, and especially Colonel for their beautiful hearts and am glad that they found each other. Jennifer Kay, thank you for sharing that to us. And all of you get the biggest bless your heart. If you have any suggestions for a future bless your heart about someone or something you've done, please send them our way. There you go. How nice. And we would like to give a special thank you, Jesus, to our loyal and brilliant patrons and your exceptional taste in podcast. We appreciate you and hope that you enjoy Unmasked. Don't forget to follow Mystery Inc. on Instagram. Or join us on Patreon to hear our bonus episodes of Unmasked that we do right after Kim and I go potty, which I really have to right me now. Me too. This tea goes straight through me. Find us on both platforms under at It's Mystery Inc. And don't forget to join Shane and Josh's rabbit hole on Facebook. Or you can go to our website, itsmysteryinc.com, and listen to past episodes, enjoy photos, or submit ideas for mysteries, or bless your hearts. Or if you want one of my little dicks or Amazonite necklaces. <laughs> I love my little dicks. And before, big ones. and before we start the unmasked, I'll just let everyone know that Josh tells me all the time, a little dick makes everything okay. It does. It do. That it do. And you can get a little dick on our website now to make everything okay. I'd love to give you a little dick. There you go. <laughs> From Josh's mouth. I never say that. (laughs) From Josh's mouth to your pocket. (laughs) Batteries not included. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's start the unmask. Yeah, all right. Talk at you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.